Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. The Dylan White-Jermaine Franklin fight has just ended, right? Dylan White wins a decision, majority decision. One judge had the fight a draw. Two other judges had it 116-112, right? Let me just say um, a few points. First, I consider this to be a location fight. Right. If this fight were in the United States with a different referee, and we'll get to that, I believe the outcome could have been different. Right. Understand, uh, the announcers kept talking about Dillian White trying to go to the body. What I need for people to realize is that Jermaine Franklin was landing several hellacious body shots. The only person on the telecast who seemed to understand that the fight was razor close was David Hay. Right? Everyone else was watching a different fight than I was watching. Apparently, two of the three judges were watching a different fight than I was watching. Right, So just to understand, um, let's make some points here. Dillian White enjoys having a body snatcher persona. Right, Even though he's taller than his opponent, even though he has faded in some fights... Right, the Joseph Parker fight, he's bone tired at the end of the fight. Let's stop kidding ourselves. Right? Dillian White seemed to be of the mindset that if he landed a lot of body shots on an unbeaten Jermaine Franklin, who, like Andy Ruiz, is carrying weight around his midsection. Right? He's wearing a coat of, let's say, fat around his midsection, so he's able to take the body shots. Also, he's the shorter fighter, and he had decent defense. Excellent countering skills. So Dillian White, and it was a bit of a shocker, because Jermaine Franklin really isn't a back foot-oriented fighter, and Dillian White used to have, I say used to have, a great jab. You thought with a guy who can't avoid your jab by going backwards, why wouldn't Dillian White, especially before a home crowd, right, home judging. Why wouldn't Dillian White shoot the jab and make this fight really a verdict on his jab? In other words, if his opponent can't go backward and Dillian White has the height and the reach, wouldn't Dillian White just stay outside and pump the jab and batter Franklin from distance? But that's not who he is, right? Who he is is a fighter who, for ego reasons, right, for self-perception reasons, needs to come deep in the pocket and needs to start throwing body shots. Understand, that played into Franklin's game, right? Deep in the pocket, Franklin is an excellent counterpuncher. Franklin is a guy who, if you're in the pocket leaning over him, is going to land a hair-trigger left hook. Franklin has only himself to blame on not throwing it enough, right? And Franklin knows how to fight inside. In other words, he'll position his head so close to you that you really can't get a lot of power on your shots. So this is the fight where Buddy McGirt, in Dillian White's corner, is pleading with him to throw the jab. Right, let's just say Dillian White's jab didn't look as good as it used to look. 
Let me say this too. If you look at the film of the sparring session, or the amateur fight rather, where Dillian White knocks down Anthony Joshua, you'll notice Dillian White is moving in that film, right? Dillian White used to have legs. Age has slowed him down. So now his jab wasn't a mobile jab. This wasn't a jab where he's up on his toes and he's shooting the jab and you can't find him. No, Franklin is able to find Dillian White the entire fight. Right? Very close fight. Very so close. I believe it's a location fight. I believe that if this fight was in the United States, Franklin may have been awarded the decision. Certainly the tone and tenure of the fight would have been different. It wouldn't have been about Dillian White landing the harder shots. I have no idea where the announcers got that. I thought Franklin was landing some huge shots. I thought both guys at different times landed huge shots. Dillian White at one moment gets hit with a home run punch that could have dropped him, but for the fact that the punch came at the very end of the round. What's disturbing about that, and you might recall what I, the punch I'm talking about, I believe it's around the eighth or ninth round. Dillian White is leaning way over the pocket. He's giving away his height. If you want to lose to Jermaine Franklin, that's what you do. Understand, Buddy McGirt's telling him, use your jab. Dillian White cannot help himself. Right? He's going to come into the pocket. Right? It was a bit shocking because White has ring coverage on his left hook. But White, for some reason, thought that against a smaller man, the way to win was by overpowering the smaller man deep in the pocket. Let's talk about some other wrinkles. I'll agree. The 12th round. When Jermaine gets hit and falls back into the ropes in the closing 15 seconds of the fight, that could have been counted as a knockdown. The only thing keeping him up are the ropes at that point. Right? The ref just lets them continue fighting. But understand, that easily could have been a 10-8 round in what was, in my opinion, a very close fight, right? I haven't had an opportunity. I thought the 115-115 was the most accurate scoring of the fight, right? I understand and I'll concede that if that last round is a 10-8 for Dillian White, and I would have scored that a knockdown, right? You hit a guy and he leans all the way back, the top rope is right around Jermaine Franklin's shoulders, right? Jermaine Franklin is only over by the ropes because he's been hit and is leaning backwards. He's not voluntarily leaning into the ropes. That should have been a knockdown. But understand, even if you call that a 10-8 round, that would mean that Dillian White eked out the fight. Let's say the the... 115-115 judge gave that last round to Dillian White. Then Dillian White would have won 116 to 115. In other words, the fight's that close. Now let's talk about things that people need to talk about because it's outrageous to me.
Folks, I don't know how a guy enters the ring. And, and I am, I'm outraged by this. I don't know how a guy enters the ring wearing gear that says body snatcher, then proceeds to throw several shots south of the border. Now, I know Franklin takes the shots and continues firing back, right? But the number of low blows that Dillian White got away with in this fight were embarrassing. I don't care whether Franklin takes the shot. The minute there's a lull in the action, the ref should have jumped between the two of them and should have warned Dillian White. Should have said, hey, no more low blows. Right? I'm not talking about borderline shots either. There are several low blows that Dillian White throws. Now, White is a master at having the referee over on his right side and throwing a left hook to the body that the ref really can't see. But understand, the referee should have been better positioned and better prepared. Right? The referee should have understood, this guy's a body puncher. I've got to pay attention to the body shots. The referee should have realized that Franklin is getting hit with low blows that are giving Dillian White an unfair advantage. Right? Let me just say, too. Dillian White is deep in the pocket. He's throwing uppercuts on Franklin, right? Franklin is doing a masterful job of moving just enough to dampen the shots. Now, I'll agree, Dillian White's defense has vastly improved, right? White now is going full George Foreman, where he throws punches and he has a hand here. Not a rabbit ear hand, but he has a hand here and he moves his body in such a way where when Franklin comes back with the shot, White had it blocked. But what I want people to do is to look at the tape and recognize Franklin's defense. Franklin is smothering several of Dillian White's shots. Not only that, Franklin is engaging in sequencing. He's playing a trap game. In other words, Dillian White comes over, throws, you know, some big shot. Franklin has a hand blocking the shot, right? Franklin is rolling to move away from the shot. Then after Dillian White throws his combination, Franklin's real game is to throw shots after White has finished throwing his shots, right? If you look at how many flush punches, and they're flush, that Franklin lands after White has thrown his shots. And if you look at how Franklin is really playing a possum game, right? It's, hey, I look like I'm here to get hit. In actuality, I want you to throw your left hook, so I'll have that block so I can then step in the pocket as you're backing away and hit you with shots. Right? I don't think... Franklin got enough credit from the judges for those exchanges, right? So Franklin was better than I thought he was going to be. This is a master counterpuncher. This is a guy who is better defensively than you think and was able to slip Dillian White's jab when Dillian threw it and was able to get to Dillian White's body. Let me point out, too, that Franklin on the ropes is a bit of an optical illusion. 
In other words, you see Franklin, he's over on the ropes. This is really the theme of the fight. So Dillian White goes over there, goes full tilt, throws some big looking punches. Franklin blocks and parries most of them, smothers punches, right? As Dillian White's throwing, Franklin leans forward. You realize Franklin's whole game was to get Dillian White over by the ropes. And Dillian White follows him like a puppy at times. So this was a very close fight. Eddie Hearn comes in the ring, says he thought Dillian White needed to win the championship rounds, the 10th, 11th, and 12th rounds. Folks, he's not kidding. Understand, David Hay scoring the fight, and he's the one guy on the telecast who I agreed with for much of the night. Right At one point, David Hay says, I don't like the spacing here for Dillian White, and then Dillian White got popped with a very hard shot. Right? Why Dillian White was so close to Franklin is a mystery to me. Buddy McGirt, who Dillian White's not listening to, I don't care what Dillian White said in his post-fight interview, Buddy McGirt's telling him, throw the jab, throw the jab. Dillian White, of course, continues to be deep in the pocket in a war with Jermaine Franklin, right? Not outside the pocket, sticking and moving. No, he's deep in the pocket, trading. So it reaches the point where Buddy McGirt then starts telling his fighter, stay in a shell, don't open up, forget about the right hand, right? Because McGirt understood his fighter was going to continue to be in a shootout with an unbeaten fighter who's a sharpshooter. Right? Don't get too fooled by the size of the fighters and by Dillian White's windup for punches. Right? Franklin is taking the sting out of a lot of shots by smothering them and by rolling with shots. Right? Franklin wants Dillian White to open up so he can end the exchange. Franklin can end the exchange. Where does that leave us in the heavyweight division, right? I thought this is a razor-close fight. I think this fight is going to raise Franklin's profile higher than Dillian White's profile, right? Don't get me wrong. Dillian White's still the more known fighter and stuff like that, right? Dillian White will get the opportunities. Uh, after the fight, no one was talking about Franklin fighting Anthony Johnson, Right? The talk was about Dillian White fighting Anthony, uh, excuse me, AJ, Anthony Joshua. Right? Well, I'll just say this. AJ now is going to be facing an opponent who wants to be in the pocket with him. AJ's a blessed puncher. Right? Dillian needs to find a way to get back to his jab. The Dillian White, who had some success in the first round against AJ, is pumping a jab. He's throwing a jab. That's the effective Dillian White. If he's going to be the body snatcher, that's going to require him to be in the pocket navigating big shots. Joshua is a Joe Lewis-type puncher. He can throw a punch six inches and have it stop you, 
Right? Joshua doesn't need a windup for his shots. And let's just say Dillian White doesn't have Andy Ruiz hand speed. Right? He just doesn't. So, based on what I saw today, right, I think that AJ would have the advantage on Billy and White. AJ had a problem with Usyk because of all the feints and all the movement, plus the fact that Usyk's left-handed and is throwing a left hand straight down Main Street on him. Against a righty who wants to get so close to you in the pocket, that he's throwing, you know, uh, hooks to the body and low blows, right? That's going to be right up AJ's alley. Let's remember how Dillian White gets stopped by Tyson Fury, right? It's not on a long shot from the outside. It's on an uppercut in the pocket, right, folks? You remember AJ almost decapitated, Vladimir Klitschko with an uppercut. AJ can throw very heavy uppercuts, right? In this heavyweight division, with this group of punchers, right? Uh, Anthony Joshua, um, the guy from Nigeria, uh, I forget his name. His name's on the tip of my tongue, right? Zhang Zhili. With this group of punchers, I just think it's a bad idea to think you're going to beat them from the inside out, from in the pocket, right, to the outside. No, you want to you wanna fight from the outside, behind a jab. Force Anthony Joshua to try to find you. Move, right, like Usyk did. You want to fight from the outside in. You only want to come in the pocket when the other guy is hurt. Right? Fighting Anthony Joshua, who has a strong core, deep in the pocket, to me, seems to be a recipe for disaster. So let me just say, this fight from the Dillian White side of the island, I know he thinks he pitched a masterpiece. I know he and Buddy McGirt, you know, he was looking puzzled when David Diamante read the first score that had the fight a draw. Then, of course, he and Buddy McGirt were in the corner smiling after the fight after the other two judges had the fight wide, right? I don't know what fight the other two judges saw. I'm with David Hay. I'm with the scorer who had the fight a draw. This fight was too close for comfort. I'm with Eddie Hearn who thought that in a fight where Dillian White's playing for the crowd, in a fight where Dillian White ends the fight with an excellent, you know, shot that should have been called a knockdown in the 12th round, right? He has the great ending to the 12th round. In that fight, it was too close for comfort. Right? White's just lucky he had a referee who allowed him to throw a bunch of low blows. Let me also say, too, Franklin seemed to have control of a round, right? Rounds had ebbs and flows. Then the ref inexplicably stopped the action, 
pulls Franklin aside and warns Franklin about throwing headbutts. Folks, I didn't see headbutts in this fight. I didn't know what the ref was doing. Not only that, the reason the two guys are always grappling in the pocket is because Dillian White, the taller fighter, wanted to come in the pocket, wanted to throw body shots. That's why Franklin and Dillian White are grappling in the pocket. I thought that was an unfortunate exchange. I hope the judges gave Franklin that round. Franklin seemed to have the upper hand. Franklin had it set up where he was, you know, following Dillian White after the ambush. Um, you know, I was shocked that the ref would use that opportunity to caution Franklin when the ref did absolutely nothing during rounds where Dillian White is throwing low blows against a shorter opponent. Folks, that takes an effort. Franklin's shorter than Dillian White as it is. Right? This wasn't the shorter guy throwing low blows on the taller guy. No, this was the opposite. The taller guy throwing low blows on the shorter guy. That should tell you how deep in the pocket and how low Dillian White was. Right? White has to get back to his jab. He needs to study that first AJ fight. He needs to realize that his jab was helping him in the first round. Right? When he throws out his shoulder and AJ starts opening up, AJ wants him right in the pocket. Unfortunately, that's where the body snatcher prefers to be. Right? White has to figure out how to stay away from AJ. You don't have a big margin of error when you're dealing with AJ's punching power. You can't take his shots. Let me also say, too, that White landed some home runs here, right? That shot at the end of the round, I thought, I, excuse me, Franklin landed some home run shots here. Both guys did, right? Both guys did. I thought Franklin's shot at the end of the round had White ready to go. White, White had a lot of bravado. White, you know... Reaches for Franklin, he's disoriented, then the bell rings. Right? That same shot thrown by an AJ or a Zhang Zhili would end the fight. Just food for thought. I congratulate White. This was a tough fight. He needs to stop kidding himself, he needs to look at the film. He needs to turn, if he thinks he's doing masterful work, he needs to talk with confidants that hopefully he has that are separate and distinct from his corner. Hopefully Buddy McGirt, you know, tells him the truth too, or somebody can explain to both McGirt and to Dillian White why they thought this fight was razor close. It was. Right? I'm not sure if this exact fight would be scored this way in the United States. That's how I saw it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. I thought David Hayes' line about not liking the spacing sums up the fight. Why wasn't White using his height? Why wasn't he outside moving a little bit laterally behind a jab? Why wasn't he forcing 
Franklin have to reach to find him? Why was Franklin able to find him after ambushes? Right? <laughs> Shouldn't the dynamic have been that White pops a few jabs and then Franklin has to reach for him? Why didn't Franklin have to reach more in this fight? That's the million-dollar question, right? I believe, and I'll agree, White's highly skilled, certainly deep in the pocket. White knows what he's doing, right? He His defense has improved a lot, right? At times, he turned his hands like this. He was catching shots. He didn't have hands here. He had hands here at times. He was bending away. Okay, okay, he has great skills deep in the pocket. Is that where you want him to be against Luis Ortiz? Against Zhang Zhili? Against Anthony Joshua? I, I'm not sure if the answer is yes, folks. I think Dillian White needs to get back to some movement behind the jab you know, use his height, stay away from fighters, make clunky fighters look clunky, right? You get too close to a puncher and you could end up on the canvas. He got hit flush with some shots here today. That's how I see it. Let me hear your comments. I hope you leave them in the comment section of this YouTube video. Thanks for stopping by.